Amen. Thank you, preacher. I wish, Brother Barker, I would have went first because I'm preaching on John 3.16 tonight. Amen. In a kind of a different way, I really appreciate that song because what I want to preach on tonight, the Lord dealt with me, I put this message together about, I guess, a week or two ago on why I believe in whosoever will. I'm getting tired of people uh, changing what they used to believe. I went to a camp meeting and I was amazed because that I preached that night and just mentioned whosoever will. And Brother Barker got real quiet. And so I asked this preacher, the one who was moderating the meeting, I said, what is the deal? And he said, well, a lot of these fellows are Calvinist. And my thought was, what are they doing here? Amen. Thank God. I'm glad I believe in whosoever will. And I'm glad, thank God, that will never change. I'm glad he came for whoever will. Thank God can believe the gospel. I'm glad it's red and yellow, black and white. I'm glad they're all precious in his sight. I'm glad, thank God, that he came for me. I'm glad he came for you. Hallelujah. Amen. As long as I have my mental capacity, I will believe in whosoever will. I'm going to preach a little some of what he preached tonight. And I thank God for it, preacher. Look with me in John chapter 3. We'll start in verse 15. That whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have eternal life. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth in him shall not perish but have everlasting life. I thought of who is against uh, whosoever will. Well, number one, Lucifer is. He hates the gospel of Jesus Christ. All down through time, he has raised up men full of the devil that has tried to stop the gospel machine. But can I tell you, it's still marching on. And thank God that crowd is in hell, but the gospel is still being preached. Amen. Amen. Can I say number two, the lazy are against it. Oh, yeah. See, it takes away their responsibility to go knock on doors. I got to go twice with my church here in the last few months because didn't have to leave till Sunday morning. If I'm going to preach on visitation and I get to go, I'm going, praise God. I like to knock on doors anyway. Hallelujah. Amen. But those who are lazy uh, and don't want to go, uh, they just say, well, what will be, will be. Uh, and it's up to God. Uh, it's up to you and I uh, to be a witness uh, to this world. Amen. Amen. Can I say number three, those who are lopsided on grace. You say, what do you mean by that? Well, they get overwhelmed that God chose them. He chose them to go to hell, but he chose them to be saved. I'm glad that isn't true. 
God gave an opportunity to everybody. I thought about one thief. He believed and one didn't. I thought about the woman at the well. She believed, but Pilate didn't. Are you hearing me tonight? I thought about Paul. He believed, but King Agrippa didn't. I'm telling you, thank God, God gives the opportunity, and it's up to the individual that they will believe. Amen. There are saved men that are Calvinists. I believe that. Got a man that I really believe loves God. They're just lopsided on grace. They just want to think that God just uh, chose them. He chose everybody. Amen. I'm going to give you four things and we'll go to the house. Number one, why do I believe in whosoever will? Because it's scriptural. It is taught by Christ. Can I say, Brother Lamar, if Jesus preached it, that's good enough for me. (laughs) Here's what he said in John chapter 3. Whosoever believeth in me. John or chapter verse 15. Verse 16. Whosoever believeth in me. John chapter 4 and verse 14. This is Jesus talking. Whosoever drinketh of the water that I shall give. John chapter 11 and verse 26. Whosoever liveth and believeth in me. John chapter 12 and verse 46. Whosoever believeth on me. I'm glad Jesus said I came. It doesn't matter who you are, where you've been. He said the common people received him gladly. If he was coming up for the elite, he wouldn't have come to my house. If he was coming for the rich, he'd have left us alone. But he came to a drunkard's house. He came, thank God, where I lived and gave me a chance to be born again. Hallelujah. Amen. Taught by Christ. Taught by the the chosen. Paul said in the book of Acts, Whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord, whosoever believeth, Acts chapter 10, verse 43. He said Romans 9, 33, whosoever believeth. Romans 10, 11, whosoever believeth. Romans 10, 13, who shall call upon the name of the Lord. 1 Timothy chapter 2 and verse 4, who will have all men to be saved. You can look up that word all in Greek and it still means all. I'm glad, thank God, that he said if you're a sinner, you repent, you can be born again. Amen. Amen. You know what he said? He said that bring us salvation hath appeared to all men. If we were God and God didn't believe that, he wouldn't save none of us. <laughs> none of y'all got any angel wings tonight. Amen. You know what he said? <laughs> For God so loved the whole world whosoever that's you that's me whosoever brother david whosoever you know what 
Peter believed. Second Peter chapter 3 verse 9. Not willing that any should perish, but all should come to repentance. I don't know how a man in his right mind can believe that God would choose a man to go to hell when he said that he wants all to repent and no one to go to hell. Jesus didn't die for a few or an elect. Thank God, Brother Ellis, he died for everybody. Amen. John said in Revelation, he said, Whosoever will, let him take of the water of life freely. <laughs> I tell you why I believe it. Number one, it's scriptural. Number two, because of its scope. The world, as we just heard, and I'll not labor on that. It means the whole. It means all the people, uh, universally, uh, without distinction or exception. Red and yellow, black and white. That means the child molester. That means the murderer. That means the rapist. Uh, God died for every man. Uh, that is why God the Father had to turn his back uh, on his only son. All the filth, uh, all the perversion was placed on him. He took your sin and he took my sin. Thank God. I'm glad he took my place. I should have been crucified. You should have been crucified. But thank God he took our place. Amen. Amen. He said the world whosoever means each person individually. He puts the world universally then it goes down to whosoever. You know what that means, Brother Andrew? That means if you were the only person in this world, he'd have still come and died for you. Think about that, love. Think about that. I was looking at that this afternoon. That if I, Brother Sam, was the only one, he loved me enough, he'd have still come just for me. <laughs> Hallelujah. Uh, we get over the love of God. Amen. Praise God. Uh, we see the scope. I was talking to a fellow the other day, and I'll be honest with you. I'd be, I'd be afraid to make a statement. This man told me he was in a meeting. And Brother Doug, here's what a man said. The man got up and he said, he said, you can take that whosoever will gospel and throw it in the trash. I'd be afraid to make a statement like that. And they shouted the house down. He said, I kind of been wondering why I've not been asked back. That's been two years ago. I preached on the gospel. Oh, what about that? I didn't know I was in that kind of environment. But God still wanted that crowd to know the truth. He still wanted them to know that it came for everybody. They may preach it differently. They're wrong in their doctrine. I'm telling you, he died for everybody. Amen. Isn't that just like God? He said, I want you to preach on the gospel tonight. Had no idea it was a Calvinistic church. Isn't that wonderful? <laughs> The Lord said, I'm going to tell you something whether you like it or not. Amen. Hallelujah. John Phillips said, I like this so much I wrote it down. He said that there's ten words around that text. Number one, there's the world and whosoever. Number two, there's God and Son. Listen to this. The giver and the gift. God and Son. 
uh, the giver and the gift. And he said this, the author and the finisher of our faith. Hey, the author for God so loved. I'm glad, thank God, that he gave his only begotten son. I say glory unto God. Thank God he gave his son for you and me. Hallelujah. Amen. He said, loved and gave, believeth and have, perish and life. You know, that is your choice. You may be religiously lost here tonight. You made a profession that's not real. And you would rather go to hell with your pride than to repent and be saved. I was in Cleveland preaching the last eight days. On my way up here, I got there on Saturday. One of my nieces on Friday night, whether she did it intentionally or not, she overdosed. And it took 10 of those Narcan to bring her back. Can you imagine that? They almost didn't bring her back. Are you listening to me? Almost did not bring her back I finally got her I, I tried the best to find out where she was and where she was living and finally she called me on Friday night two nights ago three nights ago and I said Becky you almost left here you know what blows my mind no concern you think that Brother Stacy, she would begin to weep and say, I know, but God had mercy on me. I have preached to her, Brother Doug, and seen the tears run down her cheek. I've seen God draw her and convict her, but she is bent to go that way. One day she'll probably succeed, but God loves her too, and God will save her if she'll let him. Amen. Amen. Why? I believe in whosoever will. It's scriptural. Number two or number three, because of its success. You know what the gospel does? It changes a man. It changes his destiny. He said he'll not perish, but he'll have everlasting life. I was going to hell. But Brother Josh, I'm hell proof. I am hell proof tonight. Brother Danny, if I even do something stupid and get away from God, I am still hell-proof tonight. Amen. I shall never, ever perish. The success of whosoever will, it changes a man's destiny. Can I say, it changes his dimension. You know, he said in John chapter 12 that we were in darkness, but now we're in light. Colossians said, I was in the power of darkness. I was over here. I was gone to hell. But thank God he translated me and he put me over here in the kingdom of his dear son. I used to be a child of the night. But thank God I'm a child of the light. He changed my dimension. Hallelujah. Amen. It also changes a man's demeanor. We're living in a day 
<laughs> they don't like that word separation. They, they, they don't like that you're supposed to be changed when you become saved. Mm-hmm. What did he say? If any man be in Christ, he's a new creature. Now, I know there's position sanctification, and I know there's progressive sanctification. But some of them, they're stuck 20 years ago. They haven't changed anything. And when you preach on anything, they get angry. I was telling Brother Steve about my former pastor. Son, he preached against everything. I mean everything. Man, you couldn't even have a mustache and sing in his choir. There ain't no Bible for that. By the way, I told Brother Steve it looks like Moses. Praise God. Or Santa Claus preacher said. If I was against beers, I'd change my mind. That covers up a lot of ugly on Brother Steve. No, I'm just kidding. I love picking on you, my brother. But we see it changes a man's demeanor. Brother Barker, there's a fellow that went to Bible college. He is one year behind me there at Tabernacle. Randy Smith. Then pastor in the same little church in North Carolina for about 37 or 8 years. He was a heroin addict. He got saved. When he got saved, he was going home that afternoon. Brother Lamar, he told his wife, he said, I ain't never felt like, nothing like this in all my life. That's what he said. So she lit up a cigarette. She said, you, you, you want some? And he said, no, I don't think I do. So she lit up a joint. <laughs> and she said, you, you want a hit of this? And he said, yeah, I believe I will. Didn't want a cigarette, but he took a joint. But here's what he said. He said, done that once or twice, but something happened. Something happened. See, somebody moved in him that morning. And he looked at his wife and he said, you know what? I don't want no more of that. And he got off of the dope. And he got off of the heroin. Because God Almighty moved inside of him and began to work out what God put in. Amen. We're living in a day where <laughs> they don't want to hear anything. You know, if a man's got a good attitude and he's not arrogant and he's not mean and he don't cuss in the pulpit, he just preaches the Bible, we're to hear what God has to say. I'm not for filthy language in the pulpit. Say amen right there. Man, this is God's sacred place. Which I meant to say that I'm honored, preacher, to preach behind this pulpit. I thank God for the man of God, don't you? Of course, always thrilled to be home in my home church. I thank God for that. Number four, and I'm done. Not only the success, why I believe it, because the Spirit believes it. Revelation chapter 22. Here's what he said in verse 17. And the Spirit and the bride says come. You know how he does. He deals with invitations. He is so patient in his drawing. My old daddy, y'all know, you've heard him testify 150 times. But he was so proud. Brother Laddie, when he finally got out of the mental ward that weekend and he went to the house of God, the man of God came to where he was and he said, you may be the meanest man in Cleveland, Brother Danny. And he said, but God will save you anyway. And my dad got angry because it embarrassed him. And he said, not today, brother. Leave me alone. Amen. 
But Brother Dave, God didn't leave him alone. About two weeks later, he went to where he was. He knew he was too proud to come and bow. So he came to his house, two o'clock in the morning, grabbed my old mama's hand and said, let's say the Lord's Prayer. He got about halfway through it and he said, Oh God, save me, save me, save me. I appreciate the patience of the Holy Ghost in giving imitation and drawing men to himself. Amen. Not only in imitations, but in his influence on our conscience and our heart. He's patient not only in his drawing, but he's patient in his dealings. How many times has he dealt with us? Over and over. My brother Terry, he's been to this church, schizophrenic. I've seen him last month. I'm going to go see him a week from today. There's probably not a man in America that's been prayed for as much as Terry Barnes. And I've seen God deal with him. He has mental issues, Brother Doug, but he knows enough to be saved. I've seen him weep. I was preaching one time. My dad brought him to the meeting. I preached on hell that night. And I saw him weep. And it broke my heart and I laid out there upon the floor. I've seen God deal with him. And you know what? God's still dealing with my brother. All of these years, he's dealt with him over and over and over. God so loved the world that the Holy Ghost, he keeps going back and he keeps going back and he keeps going back. I'm glad I didn't get saved the first time I heard. I didn't get saved the second time I heard. But the third time, the Holy Ghost drew my heart. I'm glad I had enough sense to respond to the Spirit of God but I'm grateful that he deals with mankind can I say not only influence but in the indwelt believers the spirit of God invites he said the bride says come the bride says come you know what he does it through the minister through the gospel preaching he does it through the member who lives consistent enough that people believe what they say. Now see, if you tell the dirty jokes on the job, they're not going to believe what you have to say. They hear garbage music blaring out of your house. They hear you fighting and throwing things out the door. They're not going to believe what you've got to say. They're just as good as you is what they think. Amen. <laughs> I could say some more, but anyway. You know what is amazing to me? God is so much whosoever will. You know what he said in Revelation 22? You don't even have to accept it. If you just hear it, you need to tell somebody else. Look what he said. He that heareth, say come. You don't even have, he said, I don't, if you don't accept it, that's your fault. But you can still go tell somebody else. I had my brother John when he had passed away. We were at the hospital. And my, my aunt, Carol, was dying with cancer. I took her home. She got in the truck and 
She said, Bobby, I hope that I can or will get right with God before I die. And I witnessed her. And then my dad's brother said, well, I hope Carol gets saved before she dies. Isn't that amazing that it's good enough for her but not good enough for him? That's amazing to me. That is why he said, if I'm so much, whosoever will. If you just hear it, you go ahead and tell it. Amen. I'm glad God will save anybody. It don't matter your background. He'll save Muslims. He'll save Baptists. He'll save Methodists. He'll save morally good people. He'll save rotten drunks. He'll save harlots. He'll save Sunday school teachers. It's who soever will. Let's stand if you would please. I debated on preaching that tonight because of the first message. But I said, Lord, you so put that on my heart. And then they sang that song. Maybe we just need to be reminded tonight that it's for whosoever. I don't know what you need is they get a song together and sing. You just come talk to the Lord if you need to talk to him tonight. Mm.